0: and uh, I also have uh, some other friends uh, from the X-Files crew here. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, Mikitai?
1: Hi, my name is Mikitai and as Ebe said I'm part of the
0: X-Files crew. And I have the janitor. Uh,
2: I'm the janitor, uh, aptly named because I fix a lot of broken stuff.
0: And uh, we have the lone gunman here, walking about. I guess.
3: Yeah, I'm hacking some stuff as usual.
0: Yeah, I, I, I forgot what your, uh, uh, what what you wa- were in the, <laughs> in the crew, uh, Ty. Your.
1: Uh, I'm Victor Eugene Tooms. I'm the only monster that actually shows up twice in the X-Files series.
0: So you're Tombs, or with the whole name? I'm Tombs. Yeah, cool. Uh, we're doing a special X-Files New Year's holiday special to 2020. Yay!
4: <laughs> Yay! Hey. Wow!
2: What, so, what a year!
0: What an anniversary <laughs> year! What a year! So. Uh, this is Monster of the Week, constructing old school magic. Yeah, this
1: is how we chill from ninety three. This is how
4: we chill from ninety three. This is how we chill from ninety three. This is how we chill from 93 till. Uh-huh. This is how we chill from ninety three. This is how we chill from
0: ninety three. This is how we chill from 93 till. This is how we chill from 93 till. This is how we chill from ninety three. Tell us, how has your lockdown been? Overall,
3: Yeah, I've been playing a couple of games of webcam magic. Um, I was fortunate enough to get the Logitech C920 before the lockdown, because everyone in X-Files got a webcam. Uh, So so yeah, I've been playing a lot. I'm up to over 200 matches of old school um, league and tournaments, and uh, lockdown has been overall great. (laughs)
0: for for gaming that is playing magic against people all over the world or what
3: yeah yeah for sure um i I just wrote a a long essay about my my review of the year on my blog and i realized that i learned to know so so many new people from all over the world this year and that has been great
0: yeah and uh, jonas how about you
2: So I actually got a webcam for a webcam play uh, pretty long ago because uh, the vintage scene in Stockholm died down and I really wanted to play more vintage magic and thought that maybe a webcam setup could fix that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, However, I never really got around to it because I really, really like uh, uh, enjoy the... uh, um, meeting people aspect, and uh, the old-school scene in Stockholm was uh, very healthy and quite thriving. So I just stopped playing vintage and just uh, immersed myself more in old-school play instead. Uh, So I just had a cam sitting on a shelf for like uh, maybe one and a half years or maybe even longer. Uh, So uh, when the webcam thing started up, I was really happy that I already had bought a pretty decent camera and had Uh, Like experimented with my setup and stuff uh, beforehand, so I was quite ready to um, actually try it out, finally.
0: Yeah, and you told us before we started recording that you bought a special mic or something for your uh, girlfriend that you live with, because she also, like everyone else now, (laughs) working from the computer, I guess.
2: Yeah, and uh, uh, she has a business where she does uh, online meetings professionally, so... uh, we got uh, some equipment for that, so um, uh, quite, quite ready to uh, have a good picture and good sound when I'm playing online games now.
0: I got my cam from Gordon uh, because he has, I don't know, loads of stuff that's like that. <laughs> I think he actually ha- might have used for it, but he uh, gave it to me anyhow. That was nice of him. Uh, and I had my microphone from earlier anyhow, but I did buy some, like f- like they have in, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like if you work at the, uh, at an office, like the filth things that just makes you sit in a box. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did buy those from Ikea. Uh, and I notice that it gets really warm sitting when I have those around me.
2: Warm or cozy?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe wintertime more cozy, I guess. And uh, Ty, what, uh, what what have uh, how how has your lockdown been?
1: My lockdown has been pretty chill, I guess. I
0: you moved there yeah, you? Yeah,
1: moved and. Uh,
0: Bought a house, moved to the country, more to the country.
1: So uh, I haven't met so much people, except for my neighbors, that always shows up and talks to me. So the social aspect has reduced from friends to neighbors.
0: Yeah. And uh, Ålan gave you a remark about your webcam earlier.
1: Yeah, my my (laughs) built-in webcam is horrible, so... (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm probably gonna buy a new computer.
0: Yeah, but You did get new, uh, like, a new headset, new mic. Yeah, or no?
1: actually, my wife she got it from her work. They gave her like an home office package, so she was like, "Here's your, use my headphones."
0: Mm. Uh, orlan finally, How, have you uh, got? You, have you did anything else with your setup when you before you play those? Was it 200 games or whatever?
3: No, nothing in particular. I just got a mi- microphone uh, and an external sound card and just hang the 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 Logitech uh, camera from my screen. Um, and I have two screens. Uh, I don't understand how people can live with just one screen.
0: Uh, but yeah, that's me. Jonas, you have two screens also, I guess.
2: Uh, no, I only play with one screen, actually. Uh, but uh, my, I have the Logitech version with the tripod, uh, and I just put that on a stack of books to uh, get the overview of the playing area. So uh, I don't really need a second screen or anything.
0: Yeah, we did We did have a rather advanced setup when we were at Slonfons. It uh, was his wife's parents like uh, country house I guess yeah. and I got some stuff there from him after that he gave me like this bending arm thing you can put your uh, webcam on uh, I tried to use it but I just broke it instantly <laughs> when I came home <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, yeah we're, we're not getting any money from Logitech, but uh, I kind of think it's worked for me also just putting it on on the bookshelf above me and you're able to point it up and down and's it got its built in weight in a way, I guess, so you can fix it. Yeah I so
2: feel like Logitech is somewhat of an industry standard for uh, magic uh, webcam games by now.
0: yeah, and we're we're going into the games actually. Uh, in a bit, but has it worked out for you guys? Like, Mikitai, Mickey, uh, Mickey you have... Uh, uh, <laughs> the worst setup. Yeah,
1: I, I had <laughs> the, the worst, worst. <laughs> setup. Well, I basically, I take my laptop and place books behind it and books in front of it and like put my screen in an angle so I can see the screen and view the game or my play area. So I, yeah, it's not the best one. It's yeah, pretty horrible.
0: I thought I couldn't play uh, like that. I I thought I usually go elsewhere to play. Like even noobcom, I went to, uh, I went to Gordon's because like you and I, Ty, we have children, and but I actually. When did we play the last Swedish tournament here, online with Gordon? Was it like two weeks ago, the Highlander tournament? Yeah, two weeks ago. And all of us play that, and it worked fine for me, I guess. Uh, do you guys have any like favorite tournaments that you did play, uh, of like online? What do you say, uh, Ola?
3: I don't know about favorite tournaments. Uh, I think the most interesting format. We we'll probably get to that later. But I think Mobster Con was probably the greatest tournament, where where you had to brew uh, three different decks, which which I liked.
4: Mm.
0: what about you, Jonas?
2: Uh, I think. Uh... For me, it's sometimes hard to differentiate between uh, what was a good uh, tournament and uh, me performing well. So uh, So when you're
0: performing well, you think it's a good tournament. Yes. Uh, So (laughs) the
2: Havenwood Battle One in spring was uh, really enjoyable for me. It was uh, pretty high energy. It was very well organized. And I got to play my favorite deck and I also did well, so I had fun there. I think the most fun experience, though, was when... uh, Uh, A couple of, when the four of us um, uh, went to Slumfan's place and uh, played the online tournament together, that was uh, an amazing experience and one of the best uh, events for me this year.
0: Yeah, I think I'm putting that also as number one because we still got the... Uh, like, we could hang out and drink beer and have discussions. But <laughs> I don't think the, op- op- the like the people you met in the tournament, I don't think they liked it that much. No, though. no,
4: I don't think so. <laughs> no, <I've laughs>
0: because everybody just, like, was when the game started, because in that tournament, uh, all the games started at the same time, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was a day. I, I like the tournaments that are in one day. Uh, because you can just sit down and have more of the hang feeling like it is in like usually when you're not (laughs) playing online or whatever Uh, you can maybe hang between rounds or whatever but when it started people all of us we we were four people we just we sat at the same table, to begin with at least, and everybody just started screaming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Every time my opponent asked me, like, do you, do, can you turn down the, <laughs> could you ask them, <laughs> like, really politely. I yeah, think so.
2: you also had, a, there was something with your mic situation, because I think the other, um, I didn't get that question, uh, actually okay um, so I think if you have a good mic situation you could probably solve that but your was sort of taking up sound from the area much worse than ours did mm. for some reason
0: yeah maybe but do you uh Ty, you played like I think you and I we maybe played the same tournaments you haven't played that many no I think
1: we actually have played the same tournament this year
0: yeah, we did. We did went to the countryside with Slavon and played the uh, uh, Mobstercom. Uh, lobstercom <laughs> Uh we did play the Mobstercom. Yeah. Right.
1: And uh, I played Noobcom, but you commentated on that one.
0: Yeah, and all of you guys played those, all of those, right?
2: I didn't play the Mobstercom.
0: Okay. Yeah, that was the unified tournament that uh, uh, Orlan talked about. Uh, I liked the format of that also. It made you have to rethink where you put all th- your good stuff or whatever. so Orlan, do you want to take us to one of the tournaments and maybe we can talk about them like we put together some of the big tournaments and the leagues uh, we that was that some of us played at least uh, during this year
3: yeah it's it's four tournaments and one league I want to spot uh, or highlight um, we'll start with the first one that in time and that's noob.com which is uh, which was a replacement for for Noobcon, made made by Florian von Bredow uh, Scrying rules, seventy players, lots of wacky decks in the tournament. Um,
0: yeah, what was your like feeling of the tournament, uh, Ola? I think I think it
3: was uh, I think it was a great tournament. Uh, there were some technical issues, but. But yeah, um, uh, overall it was good and it was fun to play scryings. Um, I didn't do particularly well, but uh, I finished finished 4-3, but yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, How did uh, you finish, uh, Tai? I think I finished
1: 4-3 or 3-4,
0: I think. Okay, was it this tournament that everybody finished like the exact yeah, 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 it was.
2: Yeah, it was. I was 4-3 <laughs> okay. as well.
0: Okay. Uh, I remember all of us, like from the x group, we brewed a lot and we actually did some webcam games between each other, trying to find out what you could do with scryings. I remember that as being a really fun part of the tournament. If you can it's not the tournament per se, but
2: yeah, I think my biggest disappointment was that I didn't even find anything for scryings uh, that I felt that was strong and enjoyable and that I had the cards for uh, like before <laughs> or yeah yeah before and the ending actually that's like my experience with scryings altogether is that I haven't really found the game the games to be that fun mm. even though everything even though I think the idea is fantastic and I think it's incredibly well executed. I think the cards added were, were really thought through, um, but for some reason, the games just aren't that fun to me. And I, don't, mm-hmm. I have no idea why, actually.
0: Yeah, I, I can't put I, my finger on it. I, I sifted through a bunch of decks from the Noob.com and uh, I, I think it looked <laughs> cool and nice, but uh, um, I don't know what the problem is, really. Some of the cards aren't useful in this format, I guess, uh, like a Hammer of a Burgarden, or... <laughs> yeah, of, of course, the
2: there were some pet cards that just uh, weren't playable, like uh, Jockle Hops and stuff like that, so that was pretty disappointing that they just... Yeah, it was too much work to do something that just wasn't good. <laughs> but um, I
0: think you and I went there, like directly trying <laughs> to build a Jokulhoppik, <laughs> yes. and it didn't really work.
3: But yeah, but Hammer of Godan is good in uh, Scryings Limited, uh, so so there's something to that.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, you did play the. Do you want to tell us about the limited? Uh, like hangout you did? Yeah, before
3: uh, we had a release draft, um, and I got um, I got subbed in because Elof uh, couldn't play, so I was. I don't know if I was first in line or tenth in line, but yeah, I. <laughs> I, I, I you got, were in
0: line at least. Yeah,
3: yeah, and it and it was quite fun because it was a a great crew playing, and uh, we had Mossberg there as well. So I mean every time you can get to hang out drunk with most buddies, uh, good evening i would say yeah.
4: Uh, yeah
0: i think he did some storytelling yeah. on stream or something yeah. did uh,
3: uh, yeah i don't
0: remember who who streamed did gordon G- stream? G- gordon, oh, streamed. gordon streamed it yeah. okay
3: but but yeah i think if we go back to Noob Calm, I think the biggest punt for me was uh, not believing in myself uh, enough to play Vault because I think that's an excellent deck for, for scrimes.
0: Yeah, with the Emerald Charm and... Uh, City of Solitude. Uh, and you have maybe also uh, the... Yeah, do you have anything else for Scrimes going into that? But those, uh, yeah, especially Emerald Charm, and uh, yeah, of course, City of Solitude.
2: E- so Emerald y- Charm makes that deck like five times as strong because it kills the uh, all the answers to the deck, and it's also a combo piece. It's just ridiculous.
4: Mm.
0: I kind of think that's one deck that got pumped from it. I don't remember now how many. The winning deck was like more of a... Uh, what, what can we say about the winning deck? We have it in front of us. It...
2: I love it personally. Uh, very unlikely to uh, either mana screw or mana flood. Uh, answers for everything and basically no win cons. So it's a perfect deck in my opinion. Mm.
0: It's Jeff White. Uh, won the tournament Uh, and uh, I guess the fun cards from Scryings uh, are the minor in the (laughs) the sideboard (laughs) Uh, I don't know if he used it or not I didn't I don't remember, I remember the finals but I don't know if he put them in or not do you guys remember any games
2: Uh, honestly no after Uh, you guys
0: uh, played also so
3: yeah i think uh, i mean i think tithe is a a really good card Uh, it's a Uh, it's a good card it fixes all the mana uh, and yeah
0: sheep um and uh, yeah it's it's a blue white control deck with tithe that fix your mana uh so you can splash like all the it, it's the deck for scrying in a way right yeah
1: I guess
2: I mean it's also like oh. deck thinning
0: and stuff hmm with tithe or
1: yeah
0: mm. what what did you want to say Tai
1: well he only plays like one counter spell and one mana drain so he don't play that much counter. Or just really? Yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. It's more of an answer and re- three lightning bolts. And uh, But it's it's weird because it's not that aggressive. <laughs> we have the only wing con is Fireball, Braingazer, or uh, like the main goal is getting a bunch of Pegasus in, online, I guess.
3: Yeah, but I think he read it quite well. He plays two Wrath of God main deck and I mean a lot of people went for some creature strategies. Uh, yeah. So so I think that's great. And he has a lot he has Seras in the sideboard, so he can bump mm. up the wing cons. I overall I think it seems like a a decent deck. Solid
0: deck. Yeah, yeah, I mean
3: I mean I don't know if it's, if it's really good or not because I, I think that the format is far from solved. So
0: yeah. We haven't seen it played <coughs> enough since or <laughs> after Noobcom, I guess. We talked about it some back and forth, like I would like to play it again sometime. Uh because there's a bunch of cards that could do something. Uh and one of the cards we did, did mention earlier also is Suran Orb, and we don't see it here. And it did not make that kind of impact. Maybe like the was it Arvika that also had a scrying tournament before? Yeah. Nucom. yeah. Uh, I think the Mirror Ball won that.
3: No. Mm, uh, yeah. 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 Against an Illusionary Mask deck.
0: Yeah and, uh, okay, yeah, and like you mentioned, uh, Illusionary Mask and uh, Suran Orb, those, Illusionary Mo- Mask, that's a brand new uh, archetype deck in a way. Uh, Ty, you played that deck, did you? No, I played. Okay. I thought you got a bunch of Illusionary Mask, was it Slanfan? Yeah, Slanfan
3: Slán- yeah, who bought more than four of them, but yeah.
0: Um, more than four
3: yeah I traded one from him because it was my last card for my unlimited set
0: yeah what what, what deck am I talking about with Illusionary Mask without Stifle you can play
3: I mean I I don't know where you're going with this but
0: uh... (laughs) why do you even play Illusionary Mask in Scrying yeah
3: because you get Phyrex and Dreadnaught and Lord of Tresorhorn
0: yeah, and that's not something you would see in old school otherwise, I guess. Uh, so that was a brand new deck, and it did good there. And the other deck was the Mirror Ball deck that really got... I tried it out some times, I think maybe when we played or like locally. And you can do a bunch of stuff if you get orb, and Fastbond is unrestricted. Uh, so that those were some games were really okay fun for me but not fun for the opponent yeah, and I, I,
3: I don't, I'm not particularly a fan of Sewer and Orb. I, I don't think it does enough uh,
4: in yeah, general but in that deck it yeah. does
0: uh, something yeah, but I agree maybe it was uh, it wasn't that uh, good as we thought of going in I, I also
2: think that you might not, uh, like, a card like Surin Orb is sort of pre-shifting metagame because of its existence. Like, it will just, this, it, its existence means that uh, what type of decks people will bring will be, will have to anticipate Surin Orb being a card. I think it yeah. uh, means that uh, burn heavy strategies. Um, will probably be less prevalent, or more built around how to beat a card like Siren Orb. Uh, but, but I think the main, uh, main effect it has is just that people just won't bring the aggro decks, because uh, there is a card that just shuts your deck basically down for zero mana. Uh, not yeah. without other investment, of course, but... The it's, most uh,
0: aggressive kind of all index. Yeah,
2: maybe. it's not the type of card that you uh, that you see it in a deck list and you're like, ah, it won because of the strength on the, of Suranor. You have to see the Suranor in games, but especially watch uh, what does it mean for the meta game? What decks are people bringing? But yeah. in, in this environment where people are playing for flavor more than uh, wins, it's always really hard to. Um, know <laughs> exactly the impact of a card like Serenord, but I, th- I think it mostly uh, affects deck choice, yeah, not actual games.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, and like maybe it not it's not killing the Sue decks that Orlan mentioned, but we did see a bunch of those also, uh, and maybe oh yeah, we maybe we should mention the Reanimator deck that's. Uh, uh, that also got pumped like into a real deck uh, with uh, scryings anything we're missing with scryings otherwise I
2: think the card uh, another card that I think is very uh, in addition to the minor I think the Goblin Vandal yeah. is a super interesting card from a meta standpoint because it puts incredible pressures, uh, pressure on some, some types of decks and yeah. uh, sometimes it's like One a less strong Flying Man. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah that's uh, a very interesting card, I think.
0: Yeah, we did see that kind of early uh, when we tried out. And, uh, Oland, you ended up playing uh, Vandals instead of the Twitter Vault. Did anybody else play the Vandals?
1: Yeah, I played the Vandals.
0: And What kind of deck did you play?
1: The Blue... Red black, tempo. Aggro yeah, tempo.
0: Yeah. Was it that deck that Olam played also? Yeah, I think so.
3: Yeah, yeah. We, we played the same deck. Each uh, changed a couple of cards in the sideboard. So yeah. what li- did
0: what did you play, Jonas?
2: Uh, I played uh, in in uh, Noobcom. Yeah. I played a power monolith deck because I wanted to play a simple combo deck because I knew I was going to be drunk.
0: Good thinking. Uh, should we move on, Nolan?
2: Uh, yes. Uh,
3: now we come into the summer derby, uh, which I wanted to include because it's the biggest old school tournament uh, at that time. Um, 256 players, which was the cap for the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great tournament league series. Uh, the winter derby is playing right now with about 350 people. Um, so yeah, um, Dave Bard's uh, tournament series twice a year with different formats. Uh, in the summer derby it was Atlantic, uh, maybe the best rule set in my opinion. Um, and, it won, got to, uh, and the deck won against the uh, Lion Bolt Dib deck in the finals.
0: Yeah, David third uh, won it all. Uh, maybe it's not, not a surprise. If someone is good at the deck, uh, <laughs> of course, you can win a whole tournament. But that's a lot of players, so. You have to. There's a lot of hurdles. How many rounds was it? Do you even remember that? Uh, yeah,
3: it's always eight rounds. Ah, um, uh-huh, okay. So, so actually, it was uh, 15 players that finished uh, seven one or better, <laughs> and one got in at six two. So
4: okay, yeah.
3: So, so yeah, uh, it's quite, it's quite a strong, uh, quite an accomplishment to go uh, seven one or better and then win four four rounds for the for the knockout yeah. rounds
0: um, in the did you what did, did you play it
3: yeah i played um uh, as i as they talked about already on atc i played the most underrated card in america according to me which is underworld dreams i played underworld dreams hymns uh hypnotics ju sams blue power uh,
0: mm-hmm. and that uh, sounds like something you usually play jonas
2: I'm yeah, without, it's an archetype I have uh, been known to enjoy, although I have stolen all my tech from uh, our uh, good friend Paldan. Mm.
0: But we we haven't been able to play any hymns uh, in our tournaments.
2: Uh no, thank god. What a horrible <laughs> card to play against.
0: Well it sounds like a good fit for your day.
2: I mean yes, of course. I love when my opponents <laughs> are having a bad time.
0: Uh, do we want to say like Ty? You're you're uh, the deck player by heart. Do you want to mention anything about his uh, deck, David Third's deck?
1: Well, I love it. Uh, well, actually, yeah. it's my kind of deck. Mm. So,
0: what, what what's good about it? It has all the answers. <laughs> so simple. So yes. he plays. Uh, kind of all the restricted cards I, you can't really see from the his deck photo but i'm guessing he even he's not he might not be playing balance yeah he one two three four
1: yeah he's a balance
0: there okay uh um, thoughts i have maybe is i think i see a power sink
2: yeah there's two of them yeah yep.
0: okay i don't know about power sync i'm I'm still on the fence about that one
1: well he don't play uh fireball
3: no no fireball and he he plays two abyss main deck Um,
0: and yeah but holan you you don't like uh, power sync either right
3: no not in my version of the deck no um because I uh, I play Serangel, angel and it, you can't you, c- you can't protect the Serangel angel with the power Sync. Uh, I mean this is a different version he plays double abyss I I have never tried this version of the deck so so yeah uh, it's hard for me to say if if I like power Sync or not in this version
0: yeah what was what was you thinking about Jonas uh,
2: to me I think the power Sync makes sense. Uh, both uh, in the game plan as uh, Oland uh, already brought up but i think it's also is very sensible from a format standpoint uh, i have mostly played the deck in swedish banned and restricted and there are like less important like two drops of uh, the human variety so to speak mm. and you can basically solve any problems in uh, two or three turns you usually have that time so you don't have to have as many counterspells. I think the, uh, the mana uh, in, and uh, the threats, and, uh, and the, in the threats I also include hymns, are enough different in uh, Atlantic that I could see more counterspells uh, being worth the slots, even if I don't think the card inherently is very strong in uh, like past turn three or four or whatever.
0: Yeah, um. I mean the the format is solved, <laughs> so <laughs> we're we're picking we're nitpicking here in a way I guess. Yeah, and we're talking generally about the card, and uh, maybe you're right because of you need uh, turn two, and maybe double blue isn't always there. I don't know. I don't know if it's. He also plays one mirror. Usually, maybe you don't play mirror universe in your main, uh, and maybe at least here in Sweden or by Swedish rules, you usually go down maybe one city, uh, because, like a lot of people are playing sidenaball, even like you did, <laughs> Ty. Yeah. You have played many versions with sidenaball, right?
1: Yeah, I've been playing. The deck with sit in a bottle in the board, but I notice he, I just noticed that he plays actually hymns and uh, disrupting scepter in his sideboard.
0: Yeah, that's a very American uh, card for the deck. <laughs> uh, like uh, not the hymns, but the scepter. Uh, we I, I haven't seen uh, like winning the deck in a while here in uh, sweden where they play scepter i don't know why it's so i think i've tried it but i don't know why why they like it so much but in, uh,
3: i mean sweden. it's it's totally reasonable here because he doesn't have any red blasts and he needs cars to take in for the mirror uh, and then he can take in um, the artifact removal hymns and the scepter uh, mm and mentioned... the scepter is good in the mirror uh, I mean
0: for sure yeah it's mana intense I guess and, uh, but the weird part about the deck like you mentioned earlier one time is that the, the winning card is usually mind twist right <laughs> so you just sit and try not to die Answers, answers, like Ty said, and you have your counter spell set up, and then you do the mind twist, and then you just start churning through pages with with your book, and like come miles ahead in a way. Am I right about that, or?
2: <laughs> yeah, you, you have understood what the deck. Is okay, good. It is It's the you're best feeling with. when you
0: mind twist, you open it, and start drawing cards with the book. <laughs> so let's uh, go forth uh, hold on.
3: yeah uh, now we travel to MobsterCon, my favorite online tournament this year which is uh, Swedish rules uh, unified um, uh, 180 card deck which is split into 360 card piles and play r- them randomly each round and um, yeah um, and savannah is un- unrestricted so you can play as many savannahs as you like because savannah is an unplayable card
4: um,
0: we did they have the perfect number of players for this uh,
3: 69 uh, okay uh, Le okay
2: <laughs> obligatory nice <Yeah>. nice
0: <laughs> uh yeah you didn't play this jonas but w- what are your uh, thoughts about the whole format i
2: yeah if if there's a the tournament i really am sad that i missed it's this one i love when you have to uh, rethink um, your deck because um, there are so many auto includes uh, normally so having to uh, Stretch the pool, so to speak. Uh, It's really interesting to me. I I really am I'm not a very creative deck builder, but I enjoy the process Hmm. Um, And I think people have been uh, really clever about uh, How they have identified different archetypes and uh, not having them overlap too much
3: uh, yeah. But Jonas, would you stretch to Black Ward, uh, Death Lace,
2: and Hellfire? I never. <laughs> what, what, what? What? even is a Death Isn't that like the the card that you throw away when you open a fresh Beta starter? Even today? I,
3: no, it's. Uh, I mean, it's good with uh, with the Paladin, of course.
2: Uh, ah, of course, that uh, that combo. <laughs> yeah. And, no it's uh, uh, super creative
0: you you wanted to mention well on about the winning deck against you're going into
3: yeah um brother band of the brothers of fire i mean uh if you look at this pile it looks like uh, is this a constructed format you, when you look <laughs> at it you you have no idea what you're when you first see it you have no idea what you're looking at because it's like yeah uh, yeah, Circle of Protection, Black's main deck. Uh, this is like uh, Scape Zombies two deck or something. <laughs>
0: uh, but how did he win with that? You, that like you mentioned, he played Paladins and the uh, like Pestilence. And why is that even good? Is it because a lot of people are playing one deck that are really creature intense at least, or?
3: I mean, how you, come? I mean, you, you you build a deck with strong synergies, and you're a good player, and uh, I mean, mm. you you can win. I mean, I've seen I've seen Ben's decks, and he's always like, it's always a lot of um, uh, he plays a lot of good cards, and then there's some random weird weird cards which you uh, don't expect to see, and it's and it feels like yeah, it's like the the vintage saying Well, you play 50 of the good cards and then you can have some random cards and two random win cons it doesn't matter what they are
0: he should get a patch or something that says he's the god of hellfire i i haven't god of hellfire Hellfire.
3: that's weird Uh, yeah yeah that's incredible
0: (laughs) (laughs) i haven't seen (laughs) hellfire in the deck and this is like we're talking about the winning deck for the whole (laughs) tournament uh, like you mentioned, you can't really figure it out. And maybe that's why he's a better player than I am. Uh, I ended up playing. Like one really power full deck and a control deck like blue white with some of the power. And so it was a tog blue white and the Eureka deck. And <laughs> Okay, you know. <laughs> and I think actually the Eureka deck was winning more <laughs> than, than the, like blue white uh, at least because yeah. y- you mentioned to me after the tournament Oland, that maybe one of the ways to go about is playing really large creatures in a way.
3: Yeah, I I think that's a solid track. But if we go back to to Brother Ben's deck because we talk, only talked about one of the decks there. And, yeah, yeah, you're right. And and he had and he also had a blue red uh, solid deck. I mean, it has ancestral and wheel and bolts and Serendibs. So I mean, that wins some games.
0: Marcus has said that they do love, uh, like, Blue Red is, has a special place in uh, UK players' hearts, so maybe that's why.
3: Okay, yeah. And then he has the, the white-blue deck with Sarah Angel, Savannah Lions, and a single Mesa Pegasus, Rubinia Soul Singer. I mean, there's for sure... The ghost Ship. <laughs> yeah, but but the ghost ships i've seen played there are quite a lot so so that, yeah, the,
0: i'm the, i'm i'm just i'm not like putting the decks down i'm just uh, aghast how cool it is that they actually win and yeah, i don't but, know, understand but
3: it. Uh, like some cards are are to me strange healing soul one of uh... <laughs> okay. yeah, that's... yeah so 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 yeah for sure it, I mean, does he,
2: across all the decks, does that mean he has at least one of all the boon cards? Yes, uh, the Ancestral, the Dark Ritual, yeah, the yeah. Lightning yeah. all the Healing Solve, no Giant Growths, that's too bad. Yeah, He really should. should have just put a Giant Growth in the white-blue deck.
3: <laughs> I, I wonder if, if he even thought about that or just included Healing Solve anyway, that, that's <laughs> an interesting question. Mm. Uh, but 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 as I said, if you you have a lot of cards, um, you build solid decks and you know how to play them. I mean, the problem is if if you give this deck to me, uh, I can't play it. It's mm. like when you take one of Pefken's decks. I mean, <laughs> I can't I can't can play them. He oh. wins with them, but I can't play them. Yeah, uh, but it's it, like yeah
0: there's always that problem when it's not just the decks per se but some people have a way of winning like they see (laughs) they see the way in a a different manner I guess Uh, so the black and white is more of a he actually has like one blue red tempo deck and a black and white control-ish deck like pestilence deck and he has the uh, splashing green for like the blue blue white deck. What is even splashing green Rubenia for? Rubenius Soul Singer. Okay, mm. yeah, of course, of course. Yeah,
2: that, <laughs> that's that's why he should have had a uh, giant growth in that deck as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Huge uh, missed opportunity there.
0: <laughs> so, like going back to the format in general, uh, Ty, what did you play? Did you? Yeah, I played uh,
1: like a like. blue, red, black, Atog deck and one green, white deck with 12 savannas and one blue, white control deck.
0: And the green, white was like Geddon, right? Yeah. It yeah. was so awful. Clearly we... <laughs> okay, it wasn't that good. You and I rubbed off on each other because we thought about blue, white as having... And actually... Ben also, he, a more aggressive blue-white. He played a lot of more creatures than we did. We played like sweepers and stuff.
1: Yeah, I think I played like only Serangel as a creature.
0: Yeah. I think me too. I got decked like two times, so <laughs> that says something. Well, Ollan, what, what did you play? Uh, I played um, um, fully powered Tog, um uh,
3: except for the white mocks. Um and library uh, and then i played a blue white tax tower with ha- which had sarah i should have had millstone as wincon instead uh, and uh, then i played a green black all in juice some urnam sushi berserk deck
0: and did any of them under or over perform
3: uh, I think the tax tower overperformed. The A tog underperformed as it didn't go 5-0. Uh, and uh, I mean the green black didn't do good, but it it did its thing. I got to to one shot with Ernie uh, Giant Grove, Giant Grove Berserk when he didn't block it, so that's something.
0: Something for to remember. But you you're mentioning A tog. You put all your eggs in that basket in a way.
3: Uh, yeah, except for, yeah, Mind Twist wasn't in that deck because I had it in the green-black uh, uh, Dark Ritual Mana Vault deck, of course.
0: Uh, yeah, if we go doing a, maybe that's this problem also for us, our decks, uh, Tai. We, we did not have the Mind Twist in the blue-white deck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. Uh, so, are we moving along, Holland?
3: Yes, we are moving along to LobsterCon. Uh, Atlantic rules, 118 players and about $10,000 gathered for charity with the raffle and the tournament, which is insane, uh, of course.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: That's incredible. Very, very well uh, done by everyone.
0: Mm. And... Uh, this one we all played yeah yes yep uh, well Jonas do you want to start out what what's your general uh, thought about it
2: uh, so of course it was the most enjoyable tournament for me personally personally uh, in the year I brought the uh, workshop deck I stole my list from Holland uh, of course who uh, in turn, uh, had uh, been discussing lists with uh, a number of uh, experienced workshop uh, players. Uh, it was the blue, white, light, black splash one, I think. Yeah. Uh, it was very strong. I went four and three. I basically lost two energy flux and no other card.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> just to get into that, uh, Ty, Tha, you played basically the same deck, right? Yeah, I played. The exact same deck <laughs> and you played
3: yeah uh, first I must say I, I actually it was will McGran who gave me the list uh, mm-hmm. so it was I think it was only his his work that list mm. but yeah I played I, me and Sloan Fo played the same 75 card underworld dreams dream uh, underworld dreams uh, uh, Diamond Valley rook egg uh, deck
0: yeah, yeah, the one we talked about, like in the first episode, with it. So yeah. people can check that out if they want to go in depths about that. But uh, Ty, do you have any thoughts about playing? Ma- is isn't that like the main, like one of the tier one decks that we don't see in Swedish rules? The workshop deck. How did you feel about the deck?
1: I kind of the reason why I chose to play the workshop deck was. Because we can't play it in Swedish with the Swedish rule sets. So it was nice to play and try it. So but I think it's um it's an amazing deck.
4: Hmm.
0: And you guys went like how did everybody go in the tournament?
1: 4 3, I think.
3: Yeah, everyone went 4 3 except you, Seb.
0: Yay me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm going about here. No, I, I, I don't know even how I ended up playing. Like a, I. Okay, I know how I ended up playing. <laughs> I, I always play Blood Moon in some manner, I guess, to start out. I showed you a deck because we're playing. Hold on, uh, sh- we we're, we're playing a tournament tomorrow. Reinhardt's uh, charity tournament and i started out with like a blood moon <laughs> like three decks <laughs> like put together <laughs> and i had a long chat w- with uh, like a bunch of people like Baby, what can i even do i don't know how to do it and then you just came in but, what pile of shit is this <laughs>
3: I mean, you, I mean It was the worst. It was the worst. I mean, you had everything in it, and it was like, yeah, you play this card. Why don't you even add the rack to it? I mean, <laughs> I have no idea what what the intent of the deck was. I mean,
0: yeah, it is. Draw, like, draw
3: draw some random cards and hope that the synergies fall together from one third of the deck. I don't know. I don't know. I'm
0: playing a one deck. Well, the like all. We, we figured out the name it was a triple threat I think Thanks. it's yes.
3: qu- quadruple yeah. heat or something I don't yeah
0: know. <laughs> but anyhow I I wanted to play blood Boon I think blood Boon is nice to play in uh, like in your main and uh, I've uh, I, lis- I wanted to play like I think all of us in some manner thought about what can we play what can you play in for Empires that you usually don't? get to play in its hymns and its nights and its uh, workshops, uh, among others. And uh, I figured I wanted to play Org. And uh, I looked at Mano's list from maybe the year before. He went uh, top eight with it. And I think he and Swan an episode about it. Uh, and I kind of got more and more hooked. Uh, but he... I played a bunch of more forks and he didn't. The main thing why I actually went top eight was because I played a lot of artifact removal and I splashed, like I had the whole sideboard plan with uh, white. Uh, So uh, I think that was uh, the... I accidentally metacalled. If I remember
2: correctly, you actually didn't win a game one in yeah. the swiss or maybe like one game one in the swiss but you always <laughs> won the post board games exactly because people boarded <laughs> weirdly against your strange red deck that turned into a white control deck post board
0: yeah i think that like we talked about <laughs> earlier if if you're playing weird cards and people don't know what you're doing maybe that was what's happening there also uh, and of course you need to have some luck too uh do good in a tournament you need to have like those few moments but mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned Jonas energy flux I played Shatterstorm, and I played Chatterstorm so many times that tournament I don't think I ever will play Shatterstorm that much again uh, and it was really sweet sometimes because we there, uh, the Atlantic rules set also uh, do mana burn right I'm checking in with you. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, it's <laughs> <fresh>. <laughs> I, I'm, I keep mixing up all the formats, so Olan is my uh, main guy here. Keep me straight, but <laughs> uh, so shatterstorming storming some sushis, and then you're kind of basically already won the game against uh, like the worship tanks.
2: Uh, I will say that uh, I uh, got to know you even before you started playing old school, even before I started playing old school. And even back when we played Modern together, when that was a new format, uh, you played Shatterstorm there as well. You, Yay! You, you have been Shatterstorming for over a decade now.
0: Sweet. I, I need to put that up on my, like, I don't know, pin. What, what is it? On my tombstone, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sha- and, been Shatterstorming for decades.
2: I mean, and hopefully.
3: I mean, you could shatter the the gravestone because it's an artifact, uh, the crypt or or headstone.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, do we have anything else we want to mention about the lobster card? Yeah, the
3: winning mayb- deck. Yeah, the winning the, win, the I mean, the, both the decks in the finals played Jusam and gems, which is cool.
0: Um, uh, yeah, maybe um, maybe you did the wrong turn here again, Jonas should have played uh, your sums.
2: No, I, I'm very satisfied with my deck choice, even though I, of course, still haven't actually played a hymn deck in Atlantic yet. I should probably do that next. Yeah. What I love about this, <clears throat> the winning version,
0: is the
2: incredibly uh, nice mana curve. And uh, on that topic, I think it's pretty interesting. How do you regard sedge troll on the mana curve, what is actually uh, his uh, mana cost curve-wise? Four. He, Always yeah. four. <laughs> you're you're firm four on that.
0: <laughs> mm. So it's...
2: Because I like the flexibility of sometimes just dropping him on three and accepting he could be bolted. Of course, it's... Uh, if you are apparently play if you are obviously playing against a Bolt deck, mm. uh, or if, uh, then, I mean, it's just stupid. But I really think what, I really think that the, all the old school formats are pretty light on threes. It's really hard yeah. to do, like, a proper mana curve with a good three drop. And yeah. I think such Troll actually... Fits that pretty well, and uh, in this deck, I mean, it's the only red card in the main deck. Even though there are some strong sideboard options, mm, he plays I don't think the lightning bolts, bolts are in
0: sideboard, for instance. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I think the lightning bolts are incidental. I don't think they make or break this deck. So it's mm. obvious that the, the the red splash here is uh, probably worth it just to have the option to drop something on three
0: the way people probably would have built this deck uh is playing dibs i guess instead of the said trolls but yeah the problem is the city in a bottle so I, maybe this is I, a good way of going.
3: i i like uh i like having the trolls uh i mean a lot of the so to say top players don't like the trolls but i i like it and and with this deck as you said you can uh, you can play a troll and I mean, against Bolt, it's pretty bad. But if you can draw out a sword with the troll when you play it for three and then slam the juice on the next term, it's it's pretty nice.
0: Yeah, so it's basically a white-black deck splashing blue and red. And it's a kind of a disco troll deck because the splash is the trolls and he plays uh, three else discs.
3: I I would say this is a black deck splashing red, white, and and blue because it's two, five, and four cards splashed. So and
0: yeah. But uh, he the black cards are just some jeans. uh You got the knights, the pump knights. You got the hymns, and you got sinkholes here also, except for the all the, all the other cards that we didn't mention. Uh, four swords uh one miser divine offering and then it's just like restricted cards he, he's not playing uh any draw sevens uh because so that maybe that's not so synergistic with the him, i guess and he's not playing yeah maybe that that's kind of the gist of the deck i guess uh, but what what did you want to say about what uh, what do you think about? It's a black deck, yeah. You, how even? I I don't know. Sinkhole. I'm on the fence about sinkhole. <laughs> it works out here maybe because so many people playing. Workshop or.
2: Sinkhole is really bad against workshop. Actually, it's it's a card that like sounds like it solves the workshop problem, but it's never like workshop go and then like ah, i will syncole work it's like synco <laughs> yes. it's like workshop dropping an incredibly strong threat and then if you just syncole uh <laughs> the workshop you're just is that your turn that's an awful turn especially if you have pump nights yeah. as a main threat it's uh it's really it's a really bad answer for workshops in my opinion
3: i i lost the uh, audio a bit but i'm back now so
0: uh, yeah. yeah we were just talking about what uh like we talked about sinkholes and we kind of i think if i would change. offer
2: my opinion on what the sinkhole does is that uh because you have the mana curve here uh, it's uh even though the moxon are actually not that good in this deck you have, you have of course have to play them uh, but they are uh fascinatingly not that impressive yeah uh, they are not saying draw sevens and there, there's not that much like um colorless mana but uh, aside from that i think uh, uh the jewel effect of like having the uh, the hymns and the sinkholes they interact so well together because they make your opponent stumble and if you hmm. can put down one threat while making your opponent like struggling hmm. to get their plan together that is uh that is going to be enough to uh, win games mm-hmm. in itself. Uh, so I think it's the interlocking uh, of the hymns and the sinkholes that make that stick, uh, That makes that tick.
3: And uh, and also the sinkhole makes you never lose to Mesa Vett, which which is quite common. So, um, I like sinkholes with Jusams.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right uh, about the Mesa Vett and you can take some of course there's a lot of powerful cards that are lands yeah, like library and <clears throat> we don't see any library of alexandria here either
2: that's a great choice i think
0: mm.
2: you don't have room time for that to card. sit
0: and draw cards
2: no
3: he's he's play i mean he's playing 17 black sources and he's not the guy that tries to play underworld dreams with 12 uh, black sources i I don't know who, who suggested <laughs> that, but
0: uh, yep. I, I, I don't know who, who wants to play Underworld Dreams deck, but yeah, who are you talking about? Uh, let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's
3: move to the last tournament we're featuring, which is uh, another one of Dave Fertbarg's tournaments, Lightning Ball. This is Eternal Central, which means four strip mines. Uh, 86 players i'm the only one that played this tournament because it started at like yeah i I don't know 10 p.m for us in sweden Mm. Um, it ended at like five in the morning
0: yeah and for different reasons you (laughs) it was kind of hard for the europeans to play the one this one Uh, i asked uh, or like talked with uh, dave about it and he We didn't mention that about the LobsterCom, but he took to notice like how to, what time can we have the tournament so, like, most of the people can play, but it's not an optimal time for, like, the Americans to play. I don't know when it started, maybe two o'clock in the day for us or something, that tournament, and that's kind of early for them so this is more the time suits them more here
3: yeah i mean if if it started if lobster started two for us it starts 8 a.m in uh, in um, in the east coast and 5 a.m in the west coast and 3 (laughs) a.m in hawaii which actually there were people from hawaii playing uh. yeah so so I, i understand and i understand why you put this kind of tournament uh, a west coast format playing according to west coast time
0: um, yeah but uh what did you play i played
3: dave Fertbard's bard's uh tog i mean uh i don't know who actually created this deck but yeah i, I copied his list from another from from twitter and it's basically a Tog with pixies and Scrib sprites
4: hmm?
0: uh, and how did you go
3: i finished four three i don't know i I think the problem with the deck is the mana is horrible, of course. Uh, you play three colors. Uh yeah. Uh and I probably I I've never been good at playing A Tog. Uh the problem was that the first time I played A-TOG, I topped four noob con mm. with it with my own list or Joachim Almonds and my list. And then after that I thought I was a good A Tog player, mm. which is not the case. Uh, okay so so yeah i've been struggling when i play a talk to do what, well. what
0: happened did, did you were lucky before or you just forgot what what to do or
3: i don't know i'm i i do not those hyper aggressive strategies are not really my thing
0: mm. uh, uh, the, the atog decks you talked about that you won a lot of tournaments with like they're packing all of the they're, they they have a lot of punch power, I guess, but the ATOG list you played now sounds more of an aggressive creature deck than, yeah. like, with the anx or anything. Did you play anx or what What was the...
3: Oh, I mean... Um, okay. But, I, I, I can't really remember the exact list yeah.
0: now. Am I but... remembering wrong, but did you start out playing Blue-Red Aggro, or have you always played the... Like the deck uh,
3: now I, I, for, the, for the six first years, I only played the deck. Um, mm. And after I won my shark in 2018, I bought a Chaos Orb. I didn't play it. Uh, but after that, I bought a Chaos Orb and the tournament after I played Blue Red. That was yeah. Gordon's Lucia tournament, which you and me missed the top eight somehow. Uh, yeah we. We're, we're someone the gave it yeah. to
0: he gave <laughs> gave the seats away in some yeah, manner yeah but
3: yeah. but yeah but it's interesting in this lightning ball that um uh blue red uh, counterburn actually won the tournament uh, yeah uh, and
0: it's, uh, it's the strip mines that differs a lot from what we might have seen here i guess
3: yeah and main deck red blasts um uh,
0: the main deck Blood Moons usually don't play the, that. The main um,
2: deck Disrupting Scepters. <laughs> yeah, main deck Disrupting that's, Scepters. with that's w- 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 uh, The rest of the deck is, like, uh, of course, super tight and uh, will, of course, beat a lot of decks just of the pure strength of the cards, especially in uh four-strip mine format. The, the Disrupting Scepters have nothing to do in this list.
0: I don't know if it's the blood moon that makes the deck go long or... But it actually no, won, so we we, yeah. we can't say anything about why or how.
2: Yeah, I mean, you just play four red elemental lasts. It's going to have basically the same impact. But uh, not from being better.
0: You you haven't, you're like me, you, you haven't really played blue-red aggro, right?
2: Uh no. Yeah. Uh, I have had the, had the cards for the deck, but it was so I mean it was so all over the place uh, not all over the place. it was uh, it was so ubiquitous you saw it everywhere so I just got tired of seeing it so I didn't want to play it my, myself I
4: guess.
0: Yeah. It, today it feels like in uh, like 93 94 it feels more of a bygone era now because everybody's rocking sit in a bottle in a way yeah and the deck is really hurt like the best version of the deck that was uh, played like flying Man, and they played the, the dibs and usually a, some city in, city of city of brass i guess uh, and yeah
3: two, two city of brass mainly but yeah,
0: yeah okay but there's a lot of uh, all of your threats in a way get uh, diminished by one card Uh, i'm guessing that's why we haven't seen it that much now and a tog has made a rise also or did
3: make i think uh, it's uh, the blue red is gonna make a comeback um Mm. it's it's still underplayed in the at least in the swedish format uh, uh, yeah for sure Maybe it's it was the
0: last time we saw each other. I don't know how life works outside of the house anymore, but when we played BSK, uh, the tournament you won, uh, Jonas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, yeah, with the uh, Arab- Arabian agro, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I just decided uh, in that tournament that... Uh, I will just accept losing to City in a Bottle. Yeah. And I think that is how we have to think about that card. Like, okay, it can be super popular, but no one's playing four of them. <laughs> you probably have burn spells and counter spells, and sometimes you just lose a game of magic. Yeah. You just do that.
0: I tried out playing Blue-Red Aggro, and I lost against it. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, but
3: sometimes people keep their hands with like a City in a Bottle, and then you go like, okay... I'll just play a Blood Moon and follow it up with some bolts, a side blast, yeah. and a wheel and some more bolts and you sit there with, the, sit in a bottle looking stupid.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, the, that's not the main goal playing your Flying Man or the Dibs. You can usually just burn them out playing all of the... Like Mike Guilani that won this tournament. He plays uh, all of the bolts. He plays one Miser... Uh, Blood Moon, he plays uh, one city of brass, uh, two mountains. I don't know about mountains, I think you can al- always splash, play, uh, do something else with it. But anyway, uh, for volcanics, a bunch of islands, all of the counter spells, like the usual counter spells and monodrain, like the restricted cards, or the rest of the cards, I guess, b- besides for the one we mentioned. One chatter. One uh, mess of it, and the Mishras, the Strip Mines, and one Fireball. Uh, two Sonic Blasts, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, Jonas, it's a solid, solid build. Uh, there are some cards that maybe you don't <laughs> understand from looking at it, but.
3: The, uh, I, I don't like the Serendip Gin and I don't like the Disrupting Scepter.
0: Yeah, the Serendib Djinn is also one of those cards that really can hurt you.
2: It's uh, from an old article in the old Swedish Magic the Gathering magazine Centurion. Uh, I think uh, uh, one of the most prominent Swedish players at the time uh, said about Serendib Djinn that uh, this is a card you should play if you are a lucky person. (laughs) And uh, I think Mike Giuliani probably is a lucky person.
0: Yeah, maybe.
2: Maybe he he never drew it game
3: one and boarded it out. We don't know. (laughs) We
0: don't know. I think I played my Søndibjinn one time. Uh, And that's usually how you play that part, I guess. (laughs) No more. do you think it's the best thing you bought magic or not magic related i'm giving this to you because uh, like 2020 this year uh, because you read the questions before we started recording and you had some time thinking it through maybe
3: yeah uh, i have um i have a couple of i have two things actually Uh, Magic-related, I bought a lot of cards, but the best cards I bought are the Diamond Valleys, because they are so fun to play with and build decks around. It opens up so many different possibilities. And non-magic-related stuff is probably the best and the worst thing. I bought a Vinyl player and... (laughs) <laughs> from that, I bought a lot of vinyl records this year. But it's yeah. it, it's been great during uh, COVID to have another hobby. Yeah, apart from apart from uh, magic, actually. So I, it's that's we, great.
0: We we had some fun times in the beginning of this year when you started collecting because we could talk about a bunch about it, and you can actually go to stores. And I think you did that. You went to some, I don't know. You have some local vinyl stores and you sift through the records and you get like that's a nice feeling right
3: yeah i had a i had a tour of five or six stores i usually spent like five six hours going through um, a couple of times
0: yeah i haven't done that since corona uh how about you jonas do you have anything you remember buying this year, that you the, the feel... most
2: important magic wise is that I've finally just decided to uh, get about eight or nine more jewel lands. Yeah, uh, which really opens up deck design, uh, of course.
0: And you um, you can sign up on that also, Ty. Right? Yeah, I I'm going you
1: bought. I bought ten jewels this
0: year. That's a bunch. Me and uh, Orlan has all of them, right? But
3: I actually got them the last ones this year. But yeah, mm.
0: uh, but Jonas, you had something else maybe you wanted to put to the list.
2: Uh, I'll just uh, add another card game thing. I got a pretty complete collection of Middle Earth. Yeah. <laughs> a collectible card game also from the 90s. Yeah. It's an incredible board game style card game. A game takes about one and a half hours to play. Mm. Uh, The last thing I did before the pandemic hit Europe was going to uh, uh, an old school Middle Earth uh, collectible card game tournament in Germany that was held at a castle overlooking uh, the beautiful uh, river uh, it was uh, an amazing experience I really think the German community should step up uh, the, the German like magic old school community should step up and rent castles for old school <laughs> tournaments
0: the uh, middle earth people has thrown the glove
3: actually yes. but actually there is an old-school tournament in a castle in Germany the alpha castle if oh, I remember, yeah. remember yeah,
2: that I'm is too, true I'm too poor for that castle. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, maybe we they already did get some cheap castles. Uh, But yeah, I I have some really nice memories of sitting next to you, Per and Paddan, I guess, talking about Middle Earth. And I'm not understanding anything, but I do love uh, like Tolkien. Uh, So I ask some general questions, and you guys just sit there. And I think we were at the pub. Like a pub, an actual factual pub. <laughs> uh, yeah, It's geeky as can be, because as you mentioned, long, long games. And you really, but it's a good game, you say?
2: Yeah, it's, it's a very flavorful game and it's fun to play. So it's good in that sense.
0: Yeah, because everything makes sense in that way. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's uh, of course like you have to have a hobbit to uh, carry around the rings because uh, everyone else will get too corrupted by them and yeah. so forth. So uh, they stick very strictly to the lore of the books, and all the card text is like ice cauldron from MTG. That is like average rules text <laughs> on <laughs> on a Middle Earth card. Yeah. It's uh, it's incredible in it in every sense of the word incredible. Ben, and just
3: one thing, if you. If you guys listening want to be as cool as the janitor and play this game, be sure to not pick up the, the newer Middle-earth game that came after the mo- Peter Jackson movies. This is the old one before the movies.
0: Okay. Yes, is, very uh, important. Do they get have the, the same get name or one. is there different sets? Or?
2: Oh, the new game is just, uh, it's, I don't know. It might, it might be good, but it looks awful. But so is it called Middle-earth also? No, it's called Lord of the Rings, I think, okay. but yeah, this is the Middle-earth from um, Iron Crown
1: Enterprises.
0: Mm. And, Ty, do you have anything you bought this year? Maybe it's your house.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess it's <laughs> buying a house, a new car.
0: Oh, you bought a not... new car also. Okay. Yeah, mm.
1: that is not Magic-related, but Magic-related, I guess, 10 jewels, so I can play something else than the deck. Yeah.
0: I I don't think anyone here is that car guy. Uh, do Jonas you don't have a driver's license? No. Do you have one, Odan? No. <laughs> so I I have a Volvo, of course. And uh station wagon and I buy like groceries. I don't like driving car. My yeah. my wife drives a car. Well, I that's sit the thing. Next to her. <laughs>
1: I bought the car, but I don't have a driver's
0: license. <laughs> I'm the only one having a driver's license here. Okay, uh, I I wouldn't thought that. Yeah, it's
3: it's interesting uh, that thing, because uh, I've seen at uh, the Swedish program Ljusfallen that you can uh, get there if you buy cars without having a driver's license. That's a bad thing I've learned. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I remember me and Jonas maybe going to some NoobCon or something with one of our friends, Alex. He drove the whole way to Gothenburg from Stockholm at some hour's drive. And we had to wait for him to win a PTQ, I think, the day after. Yeah,
2: yeah. He had to win a standard PTQ. And we had been waiting for like four or five hours. Yeah, And he was in the finals. And the judge, because the judge wanted to leave, (laughs) said like uh this is uh, time so we have to speed up but uh, our friend alex just called him on it and was like this is a PTQ. this is not timed i can take it all the time i want <laughs> and you just grown and like oh we're never leaving
0: yeah but anyhow we when we went home when we came like maybe half an hour or something from stockholm uh, <laughs> uh alex who actually won the ptq says like well I don't know how, maybe I, w- I helped him park the car or something, but, but you don't have a driver's license, but yeah, I have a driver's license. Why did you tell that before we went <laughs> away? So he had to drive the whole way there, the whole way back, and I could have like switched up sometime there. Ah, uh, that was nice. Anyway, what what do you uh, think? We talked a bunch about the tournaments. I don't think we could but need to talk about the best tournament we played, but... Maybe, uh, I'm going with you first again, Olan. Uh, what is the best deck you saw or played? Is it maybe, uh, you can ring in the other question I have here, uh, if you rather want to answer that. The deck you played that overperformed over the most.
3: Yeah, I I would say, uh, I mean, if I say, say the best deck you saw, okay, I saw the deck, but that's that's pretty boring. So I actually have two decks that I think that overperformed. And my Troll Disco has certainly overperformed in a sense that I thought it was a shit deck um, before this year. But the other deck that's maybe more interesting is when I started playing uh, Atlantic, I played the deck The Temple of Sped, which which basically is like uh, pump knights and dibs and bolts and no draw sevens, does nothing particularly powerful and i yeah i played it once and i finished five one and on the way i beat shops A Tog and the deck so yeah that overperformed for sure
0: mm. uh, do you have anything uh, like the most fun deck you played or saw played or like a deck you that really overperformed uh, jonas
2: I think the most impressive deck I saw this year was uh, the deck that uh, Orland and Slanfan played uh, with the... Uh, Underworld Dreams and... Uh, yeah, I, Diamond I just love the design of that deck. It was uh, so clever and I think you... Uh, Orland uh, Slanfan is really good at finding like fun stuff and Orland is really good at ironing out the problems... <laughs> And I think what you arrived at was a really, really cool concoction and it uh, really performed uh, uh, admirably.
4: And yeah. Um, yeah, I
0: agree. That's a fun deck in many ways. Uh, I <laughs> Regarding uh, like Slán Fán, we talked to him uh, because he was clearly invited to play this game because he was doing some dungeons and dragons with his brothers or something instead i guess uh, but he, when uh he has some always has some weird answer to everything if you're like "May i don't know what i should play you could play fountain of youth it's a good card <laughs> <So> <laughs> he always has some weird <laughs> like <laughs> suggestion for and you, yeah, sometimes you haven't even heard about what the card does uh but, but is it any card before except for the diamond valley i guess uh, orland that you think stands out in that deck that you think that it overperformed?
3: yeah for sure the underworld dreams i mean the basis of slonfons versions was that he only could win with rook eggs and i was like yeah we have to have some other way of winning than hmm. than winning with rook eggs and so but, basically but gonna,
0: added, there's no card in it that you thought that was bad but really like did something
3: i don't know but but i think that i didn't like the gravity sphere and i and we evolved the deck a bit more and actually put in some asher drakes in it because like we're dead to flyers and you don't really want to play the Gravity Sphere to, to solve the flyer problem with the walls. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I think that Asher Drake is the right card. It's 4 toughness, costs 4 mana, survives bolts, survives dibs, and can actually attack pretty good.
0: You should have played Ghost Ship.
3: No, but it's... <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I actually got that question on my blog, and it's like, okay. why are you playing Asher Drake instead of Ghost Ship? And it was like... Yeah, I have eleven. I have eleven blue sources, and I can get to one for sure. Two is a problem, and three to regenerate is impossible when you want to play like Underworld Dreams as well. It's.
0: I know it's, how to build the Underworld Dreams mana base. You yeah. should have asked me. <laughs> I, we
3: we actually got some comments on our mana base for Underworld Dreams. How can you cast it? I mean, with I think we had seventeen or eighteen black sources. Mm which is enough for
0: three, three black. Yeah. You don't need to cause it turn three every time also. no, you you have time, I guess. Most of the underworld dreams decks are usually playing dark rituals or maybe are more like the uh, winning deck. We saw and talked about earlier from Ben Katz. They're more of a aggressive black build, I guess. Uh, and maybe you need to get your cards out earlier, but you're playing slow games with that deck, right?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but sometimes you play Underworld Dreams turn two or turn three and then follow up with a time twister, and yeah.
0: Yeah, and you win. Yep. Uh, I guess my deck would be the org deck, I guess. Um we, I did good, but <laughs> like now I am where Jonas talked about earlier. You only remember the good uh, winning decks you played. But uh, yeah, we played the Highlander uh, and w- we had five restricted cards that Gordon set up for us to play the tournament. Uh, and yeah, I think maybe the... Uh, you played some orgs, didn't you, Orlan? But you didn't like the orgs in the tournament.
3: No, but that was type 1.5 okay, okay. And, and, and and they didn't work. They were worse than she even. I made a horrible mistake there.
0: <laughs> I love when like all the pieces like come into place. I felt that during that tournament. That okay, I know what to do, I know what to expect, and if I can't do or expect that, uh it's what it is. Sometimes you take, like you mentioned, the eight talk deck for the lobs, the com, the unified uh, we talked about earlier. Also, hold on. Sometimes you want, you know, the deck is really good, and you need to <laughs> like represent with it. You need to go five zero, like you mentioned. Uh, and I love when you don't have an expectations, and you... S- it's like in Matrix or whatever, when everything, you see what's happening before you, like, the, everything gets solved. So, th- I think the org deck is, did really overperform. <laughs> Especially like you would have said, I lost like all the game once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, Ty, do you have any deck you played that you think was nice to play? Or do you, did you see any deck that you played this year that you saw that overperformed that you didn't think was that good?
1: I guess the best deck I played was the workshop deck, but I don't think it was because I played it, it was because of the tournament and that we could sit next to each other and play.
0: Yeah. I so you're at Jonas with that also. Yeah. Yeah. I agree Uh, that was the nicest thing in a long while
1: (laughs) yeah it wasn't uh, everything around the magic was the good part and magic was yeah okay yeah workshop sushi go
2: (laughs) I mean the deck is really good though it might yeah it might be too good but not by that much if that makes sense
4: Mm.
0: yeah I I think the uh, as long if the meta shifts too much there is probably something that needs to be done but I'm guessing that the format hasn't really adapted to it being so good because now it didn't even win against I don't I don't know how the the, you mentioned, well, there was two black decks that was top two.
3: Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it, the workshop deck is really good, but if you play against a lot of uh, these uh, Lion Bolt dip decks with three to four energy flux, they have divine offerings and everything. And yeah, I'm, I, I stand by that the workshop deck is going to fold almost every time to the deck.
4: Mm.
0: You wanted to add this question, Orlan. Bring it in. Yeah. Uh,
3: Weirdest interaction of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I played a singleton game uh, with uh, like a Grixis Good Stuff deck against Dave Furt Bard's White Weenie deck. I was stuck with a Vesuvan Doppelganger in hand, and he had a repentant blacksmith and a clergy of the Holy Nimbus in play. so I get to play a Vesuvan doppelganger to copy his 1-2 re- protection from black repentant blacksmith for five mana. <laughs> uh, he swings in with his two guys. I block the 1-1 one, one clerk of the Holy Nimbus. Uh, and he responds with Holy Light. What happens?
0: What? Uh, holy Light makes all combat damage. It's a fog, no. right?
3: Now, uh, Holy Light is, uh, uh, that's all non-white creatures get minus one, minus one.
0: Uh, and it's, I, I don't know, I don't know. They you... do Yeah.
3: Uh, I, I was like, yeah, this is bad. I was blocking his clergy and he's like, yeah. Um, and uh, the C1 Doppelganger is blue, so it gets minus one, minus one, so it's a zero one blocking a one one. Uh, and I and I got to had to lightning bolt his clergy and pay one mana to kill it as well because of uh, uh, because of the clergy's ability.
0: And yeah, you need to pay one, except otherwise it. How much is prevented? Is it all the damage or?
3: Uh, it's regenerated. Okay, regenerated. Uh, okay. Or or comes back. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but 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 yeah. But then I could turn after top deck um, to slam a Mahomoti and then the next turn copy it with the Vesuvan Doppelganger that survived.
0: Uh, so you did uh, win.
3: Yeah, and then I tried, to, after that, I was like, yeah, in a game I played against Will McGran, and he was like, copy artifacting his ice and uh, it was in play, and I tried to reb it, but it's not blue. It's not a Vesuvan doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I think that's one of the weirdest interactions, and as um, we talked about before, when you... Uh, go outside the tier one cards. You get some really weird interactions. In, in the game of magic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they they have a lot of text. Some of the cards also. So yeah. there It opens up some weird stuff.
3: And to everyone out there. Don't read the cards. Read Gatherer. Because. Oh so yeah. Many you card- never read yeah. the cards. Yeah. I've had so, so many things happen. It's like. Uh, talking about weird interactions, this uh, Florian's lockdown tournament uh, in the finals, when Danny Friedman played against the Norwegian guy, Torbjörn, and they had a heated discussion about Sylvan Library and Howling Mine and how it works. And Danny Friedman says, yeah, this is how it works, um, basically. And he knows he played Twiddlewold's 1000 games or something. And Torbjörn says, no, it's not how it works. <laughs> oh no so, so it's like yeah and gordon had to step in and it took a couple of minutes but they agreed after that but uh,
0: that's, yes
2: uh, G- gordon actually knows the rules pretty well so that's good
0: yeah uh, yeah he, he tried he, he's like yeah you should listen to this is he listening he's listening to some kind of <coughs> judge podcast uh, and I felt like th- that must be the most boring stuff you can ever listen to. <laughs> <laughs> like rules, interactions in an hour.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty interesting because it's quirky and because the the, the core rule set is designed so well that the, the, the weird interactions are actually pretty interesting. I, I salute I,
0: I people being judges but I don't uh, see the fun of... Uh,
2: well, <laughs> no. let's not stretch it that far.
3: Ha- has anyone played Judge Tower? No.
0: Oh.
3: No. Does anyone know even know what it is? No. No. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a game i think that some judges at least play it basically you play a lot of weird cards with a lot of weird interactions (laughs) and when you get an interaction wrong you're out Uh, when i googled it it
0: says judge tower a magic format for judges and people who hate themselves
4: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
3: yeah so basically you you have to stack up some weird interactions to get uh, the opponents to to do them wrong and then you and then they lose
0: yeah uh, I did stumble up on some clip from a like judge conference where people were playing and everybody got a uh, like, but it was more of a interactive things they should do. Like a guy had uh, maybe so he was screaming at another player or something, so everybody need, had to role play. Okay. <laughs> uh, but okay. this is more of. A, weird rules and rule I've sets f- that you put together to get to weird situations where you need to figure out how the game is yeah. working
3: uh, and I'm not much of a role player so maybe that game is better for Jonas to play with the role played uh, hostile situations
4: <laughs> yeah
2: I'll uh, uh, I'll hit the work
0: this <laughs> is just a like thing from what I'm reading here like they have different rule sets to get in that way and like game 1 turn 1 okay untap upkeep draw main phase cast brainstorm you lose brainstorm is an instant so you have to retain your priority in the draw step and cast it then <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay i don't know what's happening i don't think it sounds that fun uh did do anybody else have a like weird interaction? I I thought that you like interaction like with other people or something.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: you can you can do that as well. That's no problem. Uh, I mean, I followed the game, but the. As the question is stated, it can be interaction yeah, with other yeah. people as do, well.
0: Do you guys have any... Do, or Jonas, do you, remember? I any? actually
2: had a pretty fun rules interactions, interaction uh, during the lobster comp, but I forgot it. I was really annoyed when I asked the question because I was like... It was something, it was really fun, but I don't remember. Probably yeah. something about copying at a scallion or whatever.
0: I need to be better to realize those, because some people are really amazed when stuff happens and i usually just think about the game like where it's going and where uh, the feel of the game i'm not into like oh this game state or i'm playing that card now or something but yeah i can't remember spikes
3: spikes spikes (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah i i actually think uh yeah sure it's spiky but I'm, I don't like playing people who don't want to win. Like I don't like playing games where people don't care if they win. Does that make sense? <laughs> then I I'm, I'm, i don't understand why we're playing it. It's not fun. If yeah,
2: you, you need some type of stakes, even if it's emotional stakes.
0: Yeah, because if no one is trying to win, why are we doing it? Like it's, uh, yeah. So I usually don't care about like the tournament per se, but when I'm playing every game, I, yeah, I try to win. <laughs> and Ola, you, you can't call out that. You're, you're the most spikiest person here, maybe.
3: No, I you have been at um, least. Yeah, but I mean, I can certainly, I'm uh, at the moment, I'm brewing a Lord of the Pit circular protection black deck. Which mm-hmm. is based off a Skate Zombies 2 deck. So I mean I can I can play the deck sometimes, and I can play a really weird brew sometimes um, and try to optimise it from the constraints like the Diamond Valley Rook Egg Deck as is, is another example. Yeah. It's never gonna be a tier one, I know that.
0: I have a weird game that I remember. I played Gordon for I think the game was at least one game. Not a match. Was at least one and a half hour. And he played some kind of fog deck. That's why I was thinking Holy Day. There's a white card also. There's a bunch of fogs that... Like Darkness, that's a fog, right? Yep. So I think he played all the fogs. And I played Eureka. (laughs) And I needed to... uh, And I don't know if he played Millstone or whatever. Maybe... uh, Maybe field of dreams or something so i needed to get in the situation where i had time walk and he no i had to play he needed to be tapped out i need to have time walk and i needed to like attack somewhere i need to have time walk and draw seven and time walk or something and uh, yeah eventually i lost but that was the a boring, but yet fun game. Because if you invest that much time in <laughs> a game, <laughs> things get serious. Like, And everybody knows what exactly needs to happen. Uh, he needed to mill my time-twister also, uh, because else we could keep on going forever. Magic can be weird. So, Ty, do you have any interaction or anything else? Do you remember? no um
1: every time there's a
0: situation i just say yeah sure yeah sure
4: (laughs) yeah yeah sure kid
0: sure kid uh so maybe we we put in i put in just for fun like before we're going out here uh, ending the podcast i put in the best song or album for 2020. orlan i'm starting with you again I mean, this
3: has been a really shitty music year. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you looked at uh,
0: your Spotify? They usually make like a top list. Yeah, but
3: I I don't listen to that much new music. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay.
3: Uh, So I'll actually going to say an album from 2019, which (laughs) I obviously listen to a lot. Not much on Spotify, but yeah. Mm. Uh, opeth in cauda venenum released autumn 2019 it's a great
0: album and you have it on lp did you mention that? yeah, yeah. is it a good looking lp
3: yeah well, i mean all the opeth albums as most uh, serious metal bands have really great artwork
0: mm. uh jonas do you have any album or song that you remember from this year
2: Yeah, I think uh, my main genres are doom metal and uh, hip-hop. And uh, in doom metal... Those uh, are quite
0: far apart, though, those (laughs) genres.
2: Yeah, but I sort of like repetitive music, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, And all the largest doom metal bands uh, released stuff in like 2018, 2019. So nothing came from that scene this year. Uh, But Convent's Puritan masochism, it's uh, a female-led... A Very heavy, sludgy, doom uh, metal band from Denmark, a really amazing release and a, a strong recommendation. Mm. Uh, from the hip-hop side, there's been a lot of great releases because uh, it's like more of a studio genre, I guess. Yeah. They don't have to play live to get the inspiration in, uh, in the same way. So there's like a, a crew, the Griselda Project crew, with a lot of rappers that are, that are about my age, like 38 years old. Uh, so that's good. And <laughs> uh, Westside Gun, uh, from that crew, released an album called Pray for Paris, That is just has uh, all that Wu-Tang, Ghostface, Killer energy with some uh, modern sensibilities. And it's, uh, it's an incredible hip-hop album. Uh, my favorite
0: uh, album total this year. Yeah. Mm. A lot of good tips. Ty, do you listen to any music?
1: Yeah, not new music, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what have you been listening to a lot this year, then?
1: Uh, Godspeed You Black Emperor and their album Luciferian Tower and uh, Smoke. No, it's a Dope Smoker.
0: Oof. That's been my
1: new... Yeah, Sleep. That's the two albums I've been
0: listening to this year. Yeah, Dope Smoker. That's what you mentioned earlier. One of the genres you like, uh, Jonas. Yes. And how about you, Orland? you You're more into like heavy metal? No, not heavy metal.
3: I I listen to uh, a variety of music... um, I I listen to a lot of um, post rock, um, Explosions in the Sky main band there. Then I listen to some pop pop metal like Ghost, um, and then I listen to, I mean, it's a mix of death metal and in the early in the later years, more progressive rockish uh, Opeth. Uh, I like all the OPF albums, uh, even though they differ a lot. Um, and then I listen to a lot of eighties music as well. Eighties one hits wonders. Um,
4: mm.
3: So I help. I, I mean I listen to some doom as well. I'm not I'm not that into it. Like if you say like to Jonas and of course like the Librarian of Lang who posts doom doom albums all the time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I've listened quite a bit to to my vinyl of uh, Sleeps Dope Smoker as well. Uh, I
0: then I've listened to a bunch of swedish music (laughs) so i don't know i've I've like delved deep into like early 2000s swedish hip-hop and uh, like jonas you and i we've been running a bunch this year outside because you can't go to the gym Uh, so i think maybe the best album uh, because it's a good album to listen to when you run is uh, run the Jewels RTJ four, uh, but otherwise I think most of the albums are like you guys said from earlier years that I've been listening to or uh, yeah, I'm if no one has listened to it maybe that's something for uh, you Uh, uh like Sturgill Simpson. Uh, he released an album, but that's late 2019, 19, I think. Uh, Sound and Fury. Uh, have you guys heard of it? Or no. him? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, you also might like that, uh, Jonas, because he got together. He's usually like a country uh, artist, but he made a like pretty heavy rock album not hard rock but really and it's kind of repetitive and he put together a bunch of manga artists from uh, japan, J- J- japan japan for, for <laughs> <I'll say>. japan japan <laughs> japan uh, i think i think to say japan japan in yeah yeah uh, uh, glorious uh, Nihon. <laughs> but anyway he you can see his, his sound and fury you can see the a movie that he put together with like a soundtrack.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I remember you showed uh, that to me earlier. Okay, yeah. okay.
0: It's uh, really cool and uh, nice and whatever. Uh, the, the animators are kind of uh, famous. Uh, I don't know uh, that culture as much as you do. But, uh, yeah, that's my tip uh, for the people. Uh going off last question guys do you have any new year's resolutions or anything are you doing new year's resolutions even
2: this this year it's like it's uh, i don't want to make any assumptions of uh, how the world's going to look week to week mm. Uh, but something that I would like to do is probably play even more online I have uh, and also playing with, more with you guys online, just doing testing and stuff like that because I've had a really fun time yeah. exploring decks in that context because a lot of it has been tournament focused and then it's like you just build a deck and then you have to stick to it. I really enjoy the let's play two or three games. Or l- Play 10 sideboarded games and just see what happens and just exploring the format more rather than just bringing a deck to a tournament. That's a good I uh, uh, resolution.
0: But I, I don't think... I think maybe bringing a deck to a tournament also. Playing more. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I yeah. haven't played that as much as Orland. You don't need to have that resolution. Do you have a resolution, Orland?
3: No, I don't do resolutions, but maybe the resolution can be that I should continue not test playing because I hate test playing <laughs> <laughs> I really despise I really despise uh, the, the, the playing games for fun and testing uh, I usually like to play during a tournament I actually had some people ask me, oh do you want to test with me and stuff like that people that I barely know that send me messages and it's like, no, I don't do test games. Yeah, no. I, 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 I theory craft. That. Yeah,
0: but 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 what Jonas is saying is more of having a uh, maybe not just test games, but more hanging out. I guess playing, right?
4: I think uh,
2: yeah, I think that I actually enjoy the testing part more than you two do. Actually,
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. uh,
2: maybe that's why we're not doing it because uh, you don't enjoy it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ty, do you have any resolution?
1: Well, I guess mine is the same. Playing more magic and hopefully playing ERL in real life magic.
0: Mm. That's good resolutions. And uh, we actually thought about playing uh, Brothers of Fire, having some crew wars. Uh, Maybe we should get that going also. People playing other uh, old school crews.
2: Yeah, it would be really fun to do like a league of that in like the long term. Yeah,
0: I mentioned it to Gordon and he can set it up on stream also if we end up doing
3: it. It's sad that um, the Canadians actually are having a tournament in the 6th February uh, with that concept that where you play for your crew. And but it starts at like midnight or something our time. Mm. And it's like yeah, I uh, I saw um, uh, saw someone posting about it, and I was like, yeah, I'll probably play, but I I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that I'm the only one from my crew playing.
4: Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Probably.
3: But but <laughs> we should we should actually try to get uh, get that kind of thing together. Mm. Uh, with, uh, with the crews uh, battling each other, where you can have like. Uh, matches four versus four and we can have like alternates or something that everyone doesn't have to play each match or even three versus three yeah Uh, uh, because it's it's a problem if we say like oh yeah we play five versus five and our sixth member is never available for playing and and then everyone has to be on board at the same time and it's
0: yeah I, i think you can go about in many ways i like the like playing specific times more than just pick up games I don't really like those kind of tournaments but you could do it in uh, different manners of uh, ways so we should that's my resolution we should set that up having some crews battling oh, out grudge matches tournament wise yeah and uh, Jonas I can test play with you if you like
2: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I
3: I can watch you test play and yeah. say what you're doing wrong. Yeah. That's that's okay.
0: That's something you like doing.
2: You always see more from the bleachers.
0: <laughs> so, uh, thanks for joining in and uh, have a great uh, New Year's, I think.
2: Happy New Year to uh, you and everyone who's listening to this. Yeah.
0: And we're actually getting some shout outs uh, after. We finish here. So, bye bye, guys. Bye bye. Bye.
2: Hi, everybody. This is MG. Happy end of 2020 to you,
0: and uh, keep safe. And I hope we see each other soon. I miss you guys a lot. Hello, everyone in the old school community. This is Joseph Freshwater with the Northern Paladins. And I know it's been a hard year, but we want to send love to all
3: of you guys. Know that when this pandemic's over, if you can ever travel, we consider you local. We'll get you some good food and have some good magic. I hope to see you online. Enjoy
0: your week. Hello, it's Martin Berlin here. Happy New Year to all of you. Let's hope that we can play some real life magic again in 2021. Cheers.
1: Hey, this is Dave First Bard. On behalf of New England Old School, Happy New Year. And we hope to see you later this year. Hey guys, Andrew Walker here. Happy New Year's to all my old school and pre modern pals and to those I've yet to meet. Wishing all of you a magical 2021. And oh yeah, F 2020.
0: Danny Freeman in the U.S. Hope all of you listening are not only healthy, but hitting at least four creatures with each falling star flip. I know 2020 didn't turn out exactly how any of us expected, but I'm looking forward to future in-person events and travel in 2021. Happy New Year!
2: Hi guys, Brother Stebo here, wishing you a magical new year and a safe and successful 2021.
1: spill beer on our cards at a bar with friends in 2021. Cheers.
2: Hi, Jan here from Stockholm a Bottle. I want to give you our warmest thoughts and best wishes for a happy new year. May peace, love, and prosperity follow you always.
1: Timmy here just wanted to say that I'm wishing the entire old school community a happy and a healthy new year. And I think 2021 is going to be a blast. We're going to catch up on all those tournaments. Looking forward to
4: it.
2: Live tournaments and a lot of moxen. Bye-bye.
1: Hi everyone, this is Gordon from walk-walk.sc or any social media slash walkwalkmtg. Uh, I hope you're okay with that plug there Seb, you're my wingman, come on. Or am I yours? I don't really know, Uh, but everyone hope you have a good new year.